Well, I hope we're on the air. I never got any feedback that the dead game thing was live. Hey, Brandon, are you there? I'm here, man. I'm here. Oh, man. Man, <laughs> hold on. Let me let me go back to my professional here then. Hey, welcome <laughs> to Randall and Stretch the Chain. This is That's your right. Thursday night football preparation and your Thursday night reality check in college football. It's a new show. We're here to have some fun. We're here to have some laugh. Somewhere along the way tonight, we're going to get born joined by our special guest. You know, I, Brandon, I deal with two lawyers every Tuesday night. I, I didn't know I was going to have them on Thursday. Um, Robbie uh, Davis. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No. no, I was just saying, no, it's it's, uh, it's a handful you got there for sure. And we just wanted to kind of continue a little bit of what, what happened on Tuesday. So There you go. Robbie Davis just says, y'all are on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, Robbie, how you like my camo? Robbie will be joining us here in a few minutes. And uh, I don't know how we're getting replies from YouTube, but it works for me right now. Yeah. Uh, I can also, see this, Brandon, we're going to go for an hour. We're leading right up to uh, about halfway through the hour. We'll get a kickoff on Thursday yeah. night football. But let's get – you got any thoughts on tonight's game? It really wasn't anything we're going to talk about, but it's a stinker kind of. Kind of. Um, to be honest, I like the over. I think it was at 40 and yep. a half. Um, I just – I see Washington's defense here just kind of putting their foot down a little bit. Um, and I see a lot of kind of dump pass from uh, Henneke on, on Washington's side. So, I I, I think they, they can still reach that over 40 and a half, but uh, who knows? It's the NFL. You know, this could be a 10 to, you know, three game. You so. know, I took um, DraftKings. I spent it two different ways. I played the Washington defense, too, as my oh, captain, yeah. and then backed it up with Antonio Gibson, and then yeah. I threw, threw a couple of Giants in there because Daniel Jones, one thing about it, he'll get it done with his legs. Uh, so sure. I think it's something like a 20 to – I think I, I, I'm I having a hard time putting the Giants on more than two touchdowns. So, really, yeah. it depends on what what Washington does, whether they hit the over or not. Yeah, I just – I figured Washington would, would be somewhere around 24 points okay. or so, so. Yep. Well, the first subject we're going to cover tonight, I, I got intrigued with this article this week, everybody. It's from ESPN. Uh, Ryan McGee, senior writer from ESPN, the not top 10, the bottom 10. The reason we were late getting on air, because we're debating one of them, and when we get to number five, we're going to debate it a little more. Because when I read it, I assumed it was Nebraska. When you read it, you assumed it was Tennessee, 1998. Yeah. Then I read it again, and I thought, could this be Florida State? But we'll get there at number five. So let's start the bottom ten. The disgrace. The River City Media podcasting football teams. The, this first one pains my heart because a friend of mine's son is a wide receiver at UTEP. But UTEP checks in at number ten. 
You saw them play 0 and 5. Yeah, they're they're struggling. They're struggling. Uh, um go ahead. I, I don't think they've won a game in like two years. That's what it's 0 and 5 last year. God, I didn't realize they were that bad. And, and their name on here is you you tap it? You tip? I don't know. Yeah, I number, can't. Number nine, the old Dominion or old Dominion. Duh. Uh, <laughs> coach left from Penn State. Haven't won a game. October the 2nd, they take a trip. Uh, the, the thing says they lost the inner – the only team that lost the inner scrimmage game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number eight, the Fighting Butchers, Florida – uh, 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 Florida Atlantic. I know for the FIU, Florida International, and I guess Butch Davis is head coach at Florida International. I had no clue. Huh. Number seven, no Bowling Green in Northern Illinois, by the way, of uh, Akron. Uh, we'll stop there. The Mac, the first week, and the Mac used to be a good football conference you are an Ohio sure. State fan the Mac Miami of Ohio Bowling Green I, uh, Akron Northern Illinois what has caused that conference to become so bad I think it's just lack of recruiting obviously um, I, I don't think they can compete whatsoever um, even with any of the other lower conferences, they just – they struggle year in, year out, and it, it just – it's not a really good product. I remember when back not many years ago, when you opened with a MAC team, you had a real football game on your end. Tennessee played uh, Bowling Green about six or seven years ago over in Nashville, and, and they tried their best to lose to Bowling Green all night. I remember – I remember my Ohio pulling some big upsets. It always seemed like Northern Illinois was sniffing around the top 25. That conference has went really far down. And it's interesting, Brandon. I, I was thinking about this one. And I wanted your opinion on it. Do you think it's because kids now that it's become more popular? If you're not going to play that high 1A football like the Alabama or the South, Southern Cal or Tennessee or Ohio State or even Minnesota, it's more fun to maybe go one double A and play somewhere that's like a power, like Richmond or something like that. If you were being recruited, would you rather be two and 10 at a one A school or at a powered one double A school? That's always the question, right? Uh, with these kids and, and, you know, the transfer transfer portal is opened and you see all this shifting around from, second and third string players to uh, bigger schools or lesser schools and, and starting and, and doing well. So I think it's just, you know, it's all about marketing and, and notoriety. Like what, like you, you got to do what's best for yourself to get noticed. Um, if you think you're that, that kind of talent, um, you, you've got to pick somewhere 
whether it be a big game, you know, a Mac school versus somebody big that you can actually get some kind of notoriety. Uh, I, I think that influences a lot of them. And now with the uh, NLIs, that's completely changes the game. So that we're yet to see, we're still young in that. We're yet to see how that's going to affect everything. I think it's going to be a big deal. So the next one really shocks me. You, Elliam, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a minute with this one. Louisiana Monroe beat Alabama in the early 2000s. Their offensive coordinator is now Rich Rodriguez, who in 2006 turned down Alabama. And then when Alabama was turned down by Rich Rodriguez, they hired the guy named Nick Saban. Their head coach is good old tater tot Terry Bowden from Auburn. If you had this staff in 2004, it would have been at USC or Notre Dame. Yeah, high dollar. How are how, and, and Louisiana Lafayette just finished in the top 25. This is not only the schools bad, but these coaches are fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, there. Again, it comes to recruiting. I mean, it, it's recruiting with these kids nowadays. Like, you have to evolve. Like, if you don't evolve with your recruiting tactics and and what you can offer, like. Obviously, Saban's got a one-way track to the NFL. Uh, there's those big-name schools, Ohio State, um, USC, whatever. They've got one-way tracks straight to the NFL. You know, if you start here, you're going to get noticed. You're, you're probably going to be in the, you know, top three, five rounds of the draft pick. Um, you start struggling there when you when you don't have that avenue and you don't adapt to – you know, what people want, kind of the new age recruiting. Right. And it is really a different world. Robbie just said, and Robbie, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember Mac football playing in the spring. I know one double A did, but I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember one A schools playing. Uh, so. Uh, I, I don't either. You, you check, we'll check that one. You'll be on here in a minute. We'll fact check that one. Here's the one. I'm going to read the whole thing on this. The fifth spot, this coveted fifth spot goes to a conference that is now nearly down to a coveted five teams, a.k.a. the remaining members are of an alliance that is titled the Big 12, but actually the Big 10, but not the Big 10. Even when everybody's wondering when they will eventually expand to 12 or 16, but they never did. So now it's up to college football version of the mall near you house, the big deal in the nineties, then the Sears trophy winner, JC Penney's left. Now it's down to chase King. Oh my Lord. Do we wish we could go back to the nineties? Very bad, very bridled patterns and weird food court anchored by McDowell's. So I read that there's a bunch of teams from the nineties, but the first one that jumped out of you is Tennessee, wasn't it? Okay. So I, I found the problem we are looking at two different lists of the the bottom 10 um so my number five just solely states 1998 um oh okay well i might have sent out the wrong one then hold on no that's okay the one you sent on our link that's that's the one i'm looking at 
That's why I was thinking 1998 because it said coveted fifth spot gets into Marty McFly's DeLorean, goes back to 23 years um, with the final AP what? top 25 rankings by following four teams, Tennessee, Ohio State, Florida State, and Arizona. Over the weekend, they went a combined zero and four. All losses at home. Teams back in the 1998, they would have run over speed bumps in the Twin Pines Mall parking lot. So it's it's a completely different list that I'm looking at than you are. Yeah, and I think you have the right list, and I think I screwed up here. I, uh, it's all right. All good. I, all right. I did a lot of homework on this one. <laughs> so that's why I thought 1998 was Tennessee. You do. 19, number 10 on this list. I got it now. I had two bookmarks. All right. Kansas Mayhawks. Yes, yes. I wasn't going to say anything. ULM was on both lists, so we can go through that one. Oh, oh not State. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to the MAC. Georgia State, not to – that hurts, man. How's Georgia State on this list? Oh, number six, UNLV. Yeah, let's talk about Georgia State. Didn't they beat at Tennessee at home about two years? Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 1998. This covered it five spot in the McFly's DeLorean, and it goes back 23 years to the final poll. They were topped by four teams. Tennessee, Ohio State, Florida State, Arizona. Over the weekend, they combined for an old four, all losses at home, the teams back in the 98 that had run over like Twin Peaks Mall shopping. Now the Tides are 98, are now combined two and six and headed into week three. Good Scott. I think that encompasses. It, it encompasses of all of us. Tennessee and yeah. Ohio State. You don't belong on the list, dude. You don't belong no, on the list. No, it's all. Oh, for sure we do. Wait till you see my top 10. Um, but uh, yeah, 1998 just reminds me of the Vols, you know, just I know. putting I mean, that out there. I mean, so you know the argument I had with a Florida State fan? Mm -mm. The Georgia State loss wasn't as bad as the Jacksonville State loss. That's what we're down to now, man. We're down to. Yeah, you know. So pick and choose your battles. Yeah. The Colorado State. The Rams' latest looks bad on paper. Social media, even the Petrograph. In Colorado's canyons of ancients, falling to the sixth, uh, falling at home to sixth-ranked Bandy, sixth-ranked in the bottom ten, on a last-second yeah. field game to give Cowboys their first win in a dozen games. If you lose to Bandy, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 brutal out there. Um... Yeah, and I, I do like the you can't instead of UConn there at number one. Oh yeah, yeah. On paper, the uh, number three is a UMass. On paper, the Minuteman looked like they they gave Boston College a fight, losing forty five twenty eight, covering up a thirty nine sprint point spread. On paper, we were looking at yeah, you lost by twenty seven to Boston College, and that's your best game. Mm-hmm. Number two. Acrimonious again, the max just bad. And number one, you can't. When Colorado went to one double A foot or went to one A football, I assumed that was going to be a good program. I mean, 
Colorado yeah, basketball. Yeah, for sure. I mean, UConn basketball. Yeah. All right. So let's hear the ones you've got. I've got a couple myself. Even though Wayne got to win, <clears throat> I still got them on my list. So all right. Go. So I've got I've got three here. Um, first one up. I've got not all not Alabama, just State uh, versus Auburn, sixty-two zero blowout. Um, that was just atrocious. Uh, nothing more I can say about that one. That was and then, uh, yeah, that was just it wasn't even a game. Um, then I got Sarah excuse versus Rutgers. Um, there's no excuse to lose to the Rutgers. They're they're not a good program. They're in the Big Ten for money. Um, yeah, just can't say much else about that one. And then I've got out of no state uh, versus Nevada, 49-10 blowout. Again, just pick up your pieces and get on the bus. Robbie Davis, thank you for joining us. Those are good, Shane. Robbie, since we started this show with a complete flop by me reading the wrong list, do you got any bottom 10 teams you'd like to suggest? Oh, I mean, how is Florida State not on that list? I well, don't that's what we, we we think number eight or number five is the combined Tennessee, Ohio State, Florida State, and, and Arizona. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I yeah. got you. That was the but, top. But no, no, as bad as those other performances were, Florida State, they, they stood alone. They need to be on there by themselves. That was yeah. such a bad loss. Totally agree. That was, that was just – when they looked so good against Notre Dame and we thought they were a real team, they could have actually beat them and been a contender – this year, and then complete debacle. Like, it wasn't even like a Hail Mary pass. Like, it, the guy caught it on, like, the 12-yard line or something. That, yeah, and, I mean – I mean, the defenders just gave up. Like, it, it was unbelievable. I, I think I mentioned this Tuesday. It's like, have none of these coaches ever played Madden? Like, prevent. Get everyone back as possible. Let them catch Do it. Do something. Yeah. Tackle fundamentals. Just like wrap up tackle, like hit somebody. Like the guys were like acting like they got hit hard by blocks and stuff. Oh, it was just atrocious to watch. Well, thanks for I, having me I, on your first show. Yeah, we were struggling with that first segment. We can't figure out if the Mac played or not this spring. No, so I looked, I was Googling it. So I so they started uh November 4th and ended December 18th. So it was that and that was back when like you had like college football, NFL started, college basketball. So they just picked the worst possible time to, hey, let's squeeze in a football season that already very few people care about, and let's put it right in the mix of everything going on in 2020. Oh, I got some teams I'd like to add to the list. I don't care if Go Vandy did win. It's Vandy. They're 1-13 in, in their last 13 games. So Colorado State deserves to be on the list. But Vandy may be the worst SEC team I've ever seen. How do you lose to East Tennessee State at home? I mean, mm. how, I how mean, do you do that? That's like us saying, hey, we're going to start a football program and five years later go win an SEC game. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The other one that I thought about that I used to be 
a decent program, and I always used to enjoy watching their games because I'd get home late, and the only thing would be on would be West Coast football, and they always had UNLV on, and you would sit down, and they would score 100. The other team would score 104, and now they haven't won in like a year and a half. How can you lose and be in Las Vegas to recruit to? Shouldn't, shouldn't UNLV be a good football program or a basketball program or something? Or do you not want to send your 18-year-old to Las Vegas? I mean, name, image, and likeness. I could see a bunch of Caesars, MGM. Uh, hey, uh, I won't, I'm not familiar with the strip clubs out there, so I don't know their names. But I'm sure there are some that would be hey, happy Tony. to sponsor some players. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Can yeah, you see no, the bunny ranch on somebody's arm yeah. and a tattoo? Yeah, I mean that that that's their biggest recruiting tool at this point. Um, it's not football or school or education. It's uh, this is Vegas, baby. My friend Doug Adams' brother played at uh, Western Kentucky, and they went out and played in the UNLV basketball tournament, the Christmas tournament, like all schools do. So Doug was a senior in high school. He jumped on the the plane. He is being recruited by Western. So they, they go with Western Kentucky out to play in the UNLV basketball tournament. And he said his brother scored 13, had two rebounds. And that's not remarkable, but he was stone drunk when he did it in the game. And he was like, they showed up drinking five minutes before tip-off and played against UNLV. So that might have been how all those teams were so good back in the day. Was Stacey Yogman? Is that how you play sports? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the silly segment out of the way, which I totally stunk at because I had two lists uh, bookmarked. But, Robbie, I did want to get – we're going to change around a little bit. I want to talk about – because we teased this on 3R Sports. I want to skip ahead to the segment about USC and that job opening because you teased that you had a prediction. I have a prediction. I think Shane has a prediction. First of all, we don't have Raj here, and I was hinting at it when he was on the show. But to me, USC is in the – we're going down the Tennessee-Florida State rabbit hole. We keep firing coaches that's doing okay and bringing in guys that do worse. Is USC in trouble? Uh, Shane, does that program hold – it was – I looked it up last really – 07. So you're right, Robbie. 14 years ago, they were really relevant. So that means the kids are freshmen in high school. Is USC in danger of becoming Florida State or Tennessee or Nebraska? Shane? I think, I think, yeah, I think so. Um, they're, they're walking a thin line right now. Um, they're a big time program with big time money. Uh, they can pay somebody, but when you start out and, and fire your coach, you know, game one, game two, it's not a good look. Um, I just, if they don't fix it soon and fast, they're going to be pretty irrelevant. And I think the boosters are going to start leaving. Robbie, what, what's your thoughts on it? So, College football is made up – the fan base is made up of people that are from the area, 
and alumni or alumnus. So I, I get that confused. But USC, it's a private school. It's a, a small um, alumnus group, alumni group. There's eight pro teams, eight in LA. That's a lot of competition for eyeballs for fan. If you're a celebrity, unless they're in the championship game, you're not going to a USC game. You're going to Lakers, Rams, Chargers, uh, Clippers. Now even have passed USC. Like it's a big market, but you are a small fish now in that big market. And if you don't bring entertainment, you you see, I mean, the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl, they're both empty, and so. I think, you know, it's not going to have to be a big name. It's going to have to be a personality, not a big per- – not a yeah, Nick Saban personality, but like a Bruce Pearl personality or like a P.J. Fleck personality that the rah-rah, let's, let's get out, I'll do the, the hard grassroots fan base building kind of mentality to get this program back. Because, um, I mean, even Nebraska, you look at – they're the only game in town. Knoxville, mm-hmm. Tennessee's the only game in town. Tallahassee, Florida State's the only game. At least they have that going for them. That, that if they build it, people will come. USC, you can build it, and people still may not come. One thing about USC, and I did look it up, they have a one billion dollar private endowment, mm-hmm. which is is huge. Then but, I looked up Texas has thirty one billion dollars, and, and 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 don't that USC endowment is tricky. A lot of that is Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and Steven Spielberg. It's a lot to the movie industry and to the entertainment industry. There's a lot more going on there than it is, say, a Texas or a Alabama or right, Florida. right. It, it, I misspoke. It's five point seven billion at USC. At USC. Yeah, thirty-one billion at Texas. Yeah, but Texas is a public institution. They have to. They have to pretty well disclose what they do. USC is a private institution. I remember when I lived in California, you and it was pre-USC going on the Pete Carroll run, uh, late 90s. And I've always said I'm a UCLA fan, and, but USC then was the number one college team in town. But it wasn't until Pete Carroll got there it got really energized. I think there's – everybody wants to assume it's Luke Fickle. I think James Franklin would walk buck naked from College Station to L.A. to get that job. That just seems like James Franklin would kill for that job. And he does have a big personality that I think is a problem in College Station. That Dan I mean, Patrick said that's what his sources were telling him this morning. Really? That there's mutual well, interest um, in those two. I, I really think, um, I keep saying College Station, State College, but I just don't think, I just never have thought that was a good fit with him at Penn State. So I think it's a great job, and I think the right coach would win huge there. So I do agree with Raj on that. Um, and I don't think it's Urban Meyer. So, I'm still going to stick with James Franklin is the guy for the job. Yeah, right, so I, I've I've got the um, you know the Vegas odds on who's the USC coach here. Um, I agree 
the top two candidates right now are Franklin and Fickle at plus 450. Uh, I like Fickle over Franklin. I think Franklin is more of a personality, um, media kind of guy than, than Fickle. Fickle's more a hard-nosed football, uh, doesn't give a crap about whatever. So they're both both plus four fifty. Uh, they slid in Urban Meyer at plus five hundred. Um, no chance. That's what he said. But you know, Urban, we've all known him to be not so oh, truthful. Hard. I gotta go. My heart's bad. <laughs> not so truthful with Urban. So who knows? You know, it could be midseason. He's calling on uh, USC's door. Uh, if they haven't found a coach, uh, Matt Campbell's at nine fifty plus nine fifty. That's and a big jump. Yeah, big jump. Um, so I think the obvious two are are Fickle and Franklin. Uh, Fickle's done a great job. Like came out of Ohio State, uh, defensive coordinator, just amazing. Um, did well. He was our interim coach. Um, then then moved on to Cincinnati and has obviously done really well there. Uh, Franklin, I think, is more of kind of a gimmick guy. Like, he started at Vanderbilt. Um, he, did, he did well, I guess you can say that, for Vanderbilt. But then once he got to the Big Ten, it, you know, he's been competitive occasionally. It just – I think he lacks in recruiting. I think um, I think he doesn't motivate the players as as well as some of the other coaches. Uh, but then you got Fickle, which was also at Ohio State. I really like this guy uh, for the USC job. What he's done at Cincy and, and has turned that program around. And I mean, they're they're a top ten program now. So. That, that's what's, pretty, uh, what's Cristobal on the odds? Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to that far. Okay. <laughs> on the odds, uh, I could probably look it up real quick. But I've got a sleeper pick, and you, you Tennessee boys will love this one. T. Mark, this is Lane, not happening. Lane Kiffin at plus five thousand. So if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put it on that, but. Just saying, it it could be good. You never know. I would take I would take Lane Kiffin back in a heartbeat in Knoxville. Who'd you Not say, Robbie? Uh, Mario Cristobal from uh, Oregon. Plus twelve. He's plus twelve hundred. All right. I, I wouldn't mind putting some money on that. He's a good recruiter, coached under Saban, which seems to be the requirement for every good job now. Right. Uh, I would. Uh, any chance Dan Mullen is in the mix? You know, he, he hasn't been happy at Florida. Really great coach. I, I'm not uh, sure he's I, the West Coast guy. No, but. he's not even on the list. He, we got B- Bob Stoops. Um, so Stoops is interesting. I'd forgotten. We got, he, even Pete Carroll is on the list, too. I'd forgotten that Bob Stoops came back to coach the XFL before it. And then, yeah. yeah he may yeah. have the niche. Bob Stoops um, would be a slam dunk hire. In my I opinion. think Mark Stoops would be a slam dunk hire also. Yeah. 
Yeah. But to, to go, uh, Randall, to go to your point about the fan base in Southern California, I, I like you lived in Southern California, lived there for five years. I never heard one person ever say, if I said, what are your plans this weekend or what did you do this weekend? I never heard one person say, I went up to the SC game. It just never happened. Like, no one ever – and it's two hours away. No one ever went. Yeah. Don't waste your Saturday on that. Yeah. It's a shame. All right. Running late here. Anybody got – Robbie, did you make your pick? Um, I think the athletic director that hired Fickle is going to be too much. I think he's going to go to what's comfortable with him. It was a great hire at Cincinnati. I, I, Fickle's been very – picky about what jobs he will take. If this one gets offered, you, you go. Absolutely. Fickle, Absolutely. if you will. <laughs> yes, fickle about his jobs. <laughs> yes, he's been very fickle about his jobs. And, and also, I would rate USC, I wrote down a list, and it was the seventh best job in the country. Is that a fair assessment? What are, your top seven? what are your what are your top seven? Uh, I don't have my list in front of me, but Alabama was obviously number one. I had Georgia in my top five. It wasn't in that order, but yeah. it was. Let me go through it. It was Alabama, Ohio State, uh, I'm, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia and Michigan were both in their top five. And the other top five school was Clemson. And then Notre Dame – well, Notre Dame was in my top five. So it would have been Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. Better jobs. No Texas? Mm. Yeah, I probably left Texas out. That's probably right. Texas, LSU? I think think that's – is LSU or Georgia the better job? That was my debate. Um. Well, with Georgia Tech down, probably Georgia. But if Georgia Tech is anywhere relevant, LSU has no in-state competition at all. So, two SEC teams, two Big Ten teams, and one independent. Then USC. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Notre Dame. I mean, until they join a conference or something, I, I think they're at the bottom of the list there, um, personally. That might not would, be no Ohio State hate, is it? No, zero Ohio State hate. Um, okay. Oh, you'll see when we get to the, our top ten here. Um, and, Brandon, you like the over in this game? That's ridiculous. Is it already started? Yeah, it's zero, zero. This, these teams are terrible. <laughs> they are terrible. But I, did, uh, I, did plan, I plan on 24 points by Washington. So <laughs> did, did you hear if me? If we can get – my DraftKings single game lineup, the Washington defense is my captain. Yeah, I that's like solid. That's solid. So. No, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, lost I, my got, I, got eight, I got eight more minutes on here, guys. And I'm, I'm getting off at 845. All right. So let's, we, we want to save a few minutes at the end for some games we want to watch, but I do want to get yeah. to the top 10. And Robbie, I would like your part on this, the top 10 teams all right so, so this was this was this was trickier than i thought it was going to be so it was I well so 
I easy for sure me. If we were going to be if we were doing playoff style or just the top ten. So I just ranked them as I think the top ten that I've seen, not necessarily based on resume or anything like that. So I've okay. got I've got Alabama, Georgia. Even though they're they've looked a little shaky, they've got the best win. Uh, I've got Oregon at three, Oklahoma at four, Iowa at five. And I'm not sure why I have AM at six, but I do. I have Clemson at seven with the best loss, Ohio State at eight, Cincinnati at nine, and Florida at 10. All right, Brandon, I'm going to let you go last. I had Alabama at one, Georgia at two, Iowa at three, Oregon at four, Oklahoma at five. And I remember, I picked Oklahoma to win it all. I just don't think Oklahoma has been as impressive as Iowa and Oregon. Uh, Clemson, no, I didn't. Have, I had Cincinnati six, Clemson seven, Ohio State eight, Texas A&M nine, and I put UCLA ten. Okay. I toured with UCLA. All right, All right. Ohio State. So I got uh, Bama. One, Georgia two, Oregon three, Oklahoma four. Uh, I pushed them back to four over three because of that uh, slight skid out of Tulane right there that they had, 40 to 35. I, I thought that was a, a little sketchy. Um, and then I've got Clemson or uh, Iowa five. Uh, Clemson, six, Cincinnati, seven, Texas A&M, eight, Penn State, nine, and Ohio State, ten. Ohio State, ten, until we can fix the defense and what's going on with that, I mean, they're struggling right now. So, um, You think uh, Penn State would beat Ohio State right now? Probably not, but I'm just really pissed off at them right now. So... uh, I'm, they need to fix this quickly. And and uh, Ron Day said it, it's a pattern. Um, it's going to be a structural change. And he's not worried about hurting feelings. So he's, he's going to make a change, apparently. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But it, it is a pattern. If you look back to last year, especially in the, you know, Bama game, um, we just got beat all over the field on the defense. Linebackers always been a struggle uh, last year, continued to this year, and then we could not stop the run, couldn't get push off the, the offensive line. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm being conservative here and and putting them at ten because until they show me something on defense, I mean they've got a month to prove it. I mean they've got like Tulsa and like. Uh, no names until Maryland in like three weeks. So um, we've got to do something. So hypothetical in Indiana, in, 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 in Indianapolis, Alabama versus Ohio state this, this weekend, what, what's the spread? The spread's probably plus 24 Ohio state. And I would, I'd probably take Bama. <laughs> Yeah, I came up with honestly off the top of my head. I said seventeen. 
I was thinking that's seven, 14 to 17 range nah. myself. No, nah, we'll we'll get demolished. So look, we've we've got a bunch of freshmen starting, as you know, a lot of other programs. The problem we got out coached, we got outplayed. Uh, Kerry Combs was a great defensive uh, backs coach um, at Ohio State before he left, went to Tennessee uh, Titans, then came back. Now he's a D coordinator. I'm not sure he's the D coordinator. Um, I think there's We've had a lot like, of those at Tennessee. Yeah, I I, I think there's um, you know some homeboy things going on there, and and maybe hopefully Ryan Day realized he said they're you know structural change hopefully that includes something in the ranks not necessarily personnel so um yet to be determined but right now if we don't fix that defense we're not even a top 10 team does ohio state uh, there's two questions i'm gonna ask you two questions get go around the horn at the end of the year clemson or ohio state are 11 and one I think it's Clemson. Ohio State. Robbie? If Clemson and Ohio State are both 11 and 1, both one. No, I guess who actually finishes 11 and 1? Ohio State, I think. Oh. You have Penn State ranked ahead of Ohio State. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anybody in the, in the ACC. It's because I'm mad. I don't think anybody <laughs> in the ACC can beat Clemson. I think they. That's I think awesome. they. I think they. They'll finish eleven and one, but they're not. They, I don't see how they make the playoffs. There's no resume. I don't either. Um, if 11, we win the Big Ten championship, we can slide in. Oh yeah, somewhere cool. just like 2014. Look, this hey, is right this now. is reminiscent of 2014, where we lost early in the season. And, you know, we come back, we, we slide in that four spot, and somehow we won the national championship. Now, I'm not calling a national championship win this year, but it is still possible that we could slide in if we win the Big Ten championship. And we got we to gotta clear it, you know. We got to uh, run the table. Well, you, you got to figure, Georgia's probably going to lose twice. Both I was thinking. And then if, if Florida doesn't knock them off, like, I, I, I think I think that if that state gets two in, it's gonna be two from the west. I don't think sure. East team gets in. Um, I, I, just, I think Alabama. I, I totally team. agree. And then Alabama's gonna beat Georgia twice, or Georgia, and then whoever plays in the East, they're gonna beat them. And so if A and M can just lose once, I think they're in, and I think Alabama's in. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll leave it at that, guys. I'll let you guys finish out your show. Thanks for joining us. I enjoyed it. Y'all doing well. Yeah, man. Um, We would do we'd do better if I would read off the list I sent to everybody. uh, And I'm sure uh, we will be in touch on Sunday whenever my team bounces back. Oh, your team's terrible. I'll send you a trade. By the way, take a look. Yeah, that's that's awful. That's a great trade. (laughs) I'll see you later. See ya. Thanks for joining us. All right, Shane, we got 15 minutes. We're going to run it a little long. I do want to hit some of these games because this weekend, my daughter's in camp. I gave my Tennessee tickets. Look, the Vols play Tennessee Tech. I've been going for 40 years. I'm giving myself the weekend off. 
My daughter is in church camp this weekend. This is one weekend. I have nothing but wall-to-wall football. I want to go through the college games, and we'll look at the NFL. Yep. The first game we were going to talk about quickly, I think it's a good game, even though Indiana got beat early in the year. Cincinnati is a true test. Indiana is a true test for Cincinnati. For sure. Um, Indiana is a sleeper. They uh, very underrated. Um, and Cincinnati is is kind of one of those big wild teams right now. I, I think Indiana can slide in there. They're they're at Indiana, and Cincinnati's favored by three. Um, it's going to be a tough match. Like I, I I couldn't call that one. You know, right off. I, the, I think Cincy wins, but I think it's closer, a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I I would take. I would take I would take the points probably in Indiana. I would too. The next game too. on our list, I really don't see this as a game to be watched. It's at twelve thirty. Of course, the first game's at twelve, so that's first game for me off the bat. I'm watching that game at two thirty. Notre Dame and Purdue. Uh, I just think this is a bad team versus an okay team. I agree. Um, you look at what Florida State did against Notre Dame um, and then then what happened to Florida State against um, what Jacksonville State that last uh, – I mean, shouldn't have even been in the game versus Florida State. I thought when Florida State came out against Notre Dame that um, they were legit. Like this was this was maybe the year that they, you know, step over that hump. Um, and then, you know, you see Jacksonville State game, and it, it was just awful. So, I, I have my reservations on Notre Dame, like, as I always do, that somehow they always end up in the top 10 or 15, and, you know, they don't ever really do much. So, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't see me watching this game very much. I'll flip over to it, but it's not – I think I stay with Cincinnati, Indiana, as long as it's a close game. But at 3.30, their traditional SEC game of the week, this sounds like a great matchup. Number one, Alabama, Number at number 11, Florida. I think Alabama uh, blows them out. Yeah, so Bama's favored, what, 14 and a half here? Yes, um, it, on the it road. Is, it is in the swamp. Um, I just I don't see them. I think they cover. I don't. I don't know if it's it's quite the blowout. Maybe just because it's the swamp, and you know you've got a, a young quarterback in Alabama. But who knows? We've seen Saban before. Like this guy's a genius. Like he just just rips people apart and. I mean, he drinks coffee and eats two Debbie cakes in the morning like this. He's, you know, you can't beat that guy. So So I'm going to go ahead and give you the next two weeks scenario. Florida gets blown out with Emory Jones at quarterback. Uh, I was about to say that stat, Robbie. 0-10 versus Saban. Florida, Emory Jones looks horrible, plays two quarters, and finally, Dad Mullen realizes his best quarterback is Anthony Richardson on the bench, who, to me, 
looks like a star in the making. Anthony Richardson came in in the second half, plays good, keeps the game, you know, it's a blowout, but scores a couple of times. Then next week, when Tennessee goes to the swamp, Anthony Richards has 300 yards passing, 100 yards on the ground, and looks like an All-American. That's the Tennessee storyline that plays out. Oh, oh, that that could be so true, you know, unfortunately. I'm telling you right now. Two weeks from now, people will be saying, why did you uh, play Anthony Richards after his 300-yard effort against Tennessee? Uh, I do want to see this game because I'm interested in what both teams have. Number 22, Auburn, at number 10, Penn State, SEC versus Big Ten, in a wideout, which I I know that gets old and everybody's done it now. But Penn State does it really good. That stadium looks like a snowstorm. They do. We have been in several of the wideouts. I am interested in this game, and I don't have a good feel for this game. So Penn State's favored five and a half. Um, it's at Penn State. Um, Auburn has looked good, but they've played nobody. Uh, I don't think Penn State's really played anybody either. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what James Franklin can do here uh, against, you know, uh, what seems to be a fiery Auburn team right now. Uh, so I'm very, very interested in that. I think that's my um, – That's we've just covered my schedule. I think – because I can't go 14 hours of football. You people that can, more power to you. You drink. I don't drink, so it gets – after a while it gets to me. I'm not a big TV guy, and I've, I've made people mad on our group text, but going, I can't watch games at home. I am this weekend just because I haven't seen a lot of football. But I think I go – I think I go with that Cincinnati game early just because I'm interested in Cincinnati. Then I catch what – I watch probably a half of Alabama and Florida. But I think I'm glued to my TV for that Auburn-Penn uh, uh, State game. I think that's a good football game. I think and so. That's when you order a pizza in, get you a couple of cold – Coca-Cola's and, uh, and, and and sit back. I've got another interesting one, which is uh, Michigan State versus Miami. Um, I think that's going to be uh, a pretty, pretty close game. I think Miami's at home favored by six. But um, Michigan State, like I underrated them this year. They're – the games or highlights that I've watched, they, they look pretty solid um, on My both boy, sides Rich of the ball. Rich from Speakeasy 330 has been talking up Michigan State since game one. And I've gotten three texts about, hey, what do you know about this transfer from Wake Forest? I knew little about him, but they uh, – Mel Tucker went out, got in the portal, and found some football players. I like Michigan State laying the points. I do, I too. Points. Uh, I, I do. Uh, plus six, Michigan State, like – I feel really good about that for sure. I feel that's that if that's probably my bet. By the way, uh, Daniel Jones with a running touchdown, seven nothing, seven nothing. The Giants lead. Shows you how much of experts we are. It's early. Uh, Tennessee is at uh, home at Tennessee Tech. The most exciting thing about that to me is my friend's daughter 
is a cheerleader at Tennessee Tech, and I'm sure um, they're super excited. And I know I'm going to run long, but I, I did something I'm really proud of. Now I'm not patting myself on the black back. I'm going to challenge other people to do this. I did not care that much about this game this weekend. I told you my daughter's at camp. Find somebody that's never been to a big-time college football and turn them onto a ticket. That's a good way to feel good about yourself. Yep. I got a buddy going to Knoxville for the first time. He's super excited. And uh, I, I need to do that more often. I've let tickets sit on my, my counter and not gave them away for games when, you know, I'm blessed to have them. Just like you are with Titans tickets. And sometimes, you know, if it's a game you don't want, if it's a stinker, find somebody, let them go. Yeah, well, and just getting people involved, like you said, people have never been there, get excited about it. Like, it, it's such a great atmosphere, just just football in general, whether it be college, NFL, uh, go and watch the games, be there live, see that atmosphere. And, yeah, you know, just especially someone new to it, just go to a really good game that you're not a fan of either team and just watch a good football game. I like, used to do it. I used to do it all the time. I've, I've, you know, us being dads now, you don't have the free time. But I, I sure. drove. I used to drive down to Atlanta to watch Georgia Tech play in a big ACC game. Oh, I, I would it, go to the Egg Bowl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Old Miss, Mississippi State, like in the Grove, like that had no care in the world about who wins. Just such a great football game. It, uh, that's legit, by the way, down there at the Grove. I've been. It is. That is legit. And hey, you single guys, I don't know who has the best looking girls on campus, but Ole Miss is in the contest. I'll put it that way. They're pretty up there. All right, let's run through the NFL real fast. You got time? We're going to run a little long, but it's yep, the first yep. show and I screwed up. Nobody cares. Hey, no, for we're the all 33 good. people watching right now, thank you for watching us. This is Brandon Chain. I'm Randall Cunningham. This is Stretch the Chain. It's going to be every Thursday night. It truly is just us talking about the same thing we talked to on text. All right. Uh, but just dudes being dudes, talking about dudes football. Dudes being dudes. Uh, I'm sure you have a nice bourbon in hand. Uh, well, I'm a little empty, but I'll wait till we close. Okay. What, what were you drinking tonight, though? I was drinking a smoke wagon unfiltered so it's good that, stuff i've heard i've heard good of course monster energy white oh zero sugar zero it's sugar not, man it's better than coffee in the morning that's perfect it is all right of course we got the giants and uh redskins going uh, excuse me giants and the football team going now right starting Washington. sunday our boy rog meadows las vegas raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Oh, no. All does right. that not feel like 1970s right there? It does. It, it feels old school. Um, uh, Steelers, it's at, at the Steelers, Pittsburgh, uh, minus six Steelers. I think it's going to be a little tighter than that. Um, but I don't know. Ben – you know, he's he's getting old, but he actually looked pretty good the first game. Um, big, he's got a lot. Of, yeah, big wins, right? And and Ben's got a lot of weapons around him. He's just uh, an old-school vet. If he can uh, hang in the pocket, I, 
I don't know if I necessarily like the points minus six, but I think Steelers win. I think Steelers win too, and I think they cover that six. I think the Raiders coming back off of a short week, West Coast to East Coast travel, that spells trouble to me. A big victory too, so it just spells a, a, a catch-off for me. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers, who I thought offensively looked great, uh, did not see as much of trans- trade lance as I thought, to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I thought the Eagles looked great against the Falcons. As bad as the Falcons and the Titans looked is as good as the Eagles and the Cardinals did look. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a toss-up on this game right now, Jane. I know. Is, is Jay Hurts for real? Like, that's the question right now. Um, I don't know. And, you know, 49ers, their injury with most art, but he played two plays and tore his ACL. Uh, classic uh, most art. Uh, but it's um, – I'm perplexed on this one for sure. Uh, I, I'm going to reserve any bets on this for sure because – I don't know how good Jalen Hurts is if that was like a one-off continuation of last year. Your head's exactly where mine is. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Niners if I'm going to pick it, but I ain't touching it with a ten-foot pole. I'm I'm the Texans, Texans and the Browns, uh, two teams that started exact opposite, and uh, the Texans, I picked them to be zero and seventeen, so. That shows you what I know about football. And the Browns, again, against the Chiefs. So, yeah. Uh, what's the line on that one? Um, I don't have that line. Okay. I if think if you're just picking a winner, you're taking the Browns. If I'm, if I'm picking a winner, yeah, it's for sure the Browns. The Texans somehow managed to beat Jacksonville last week, which was a fluke to everyone. Um Trevor Lawrence, would he have two or three interceptions? So He's turnovers were – yeah, turnovers were a big factor there. Uh, you know, it's, it's a rookie quarterback. He, you know, doesn't see the the baiting that gets done in the secondary um, like he did or lack of in, in college. So I get that. I think he – I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine um, moving on. Uh, now, who knows? Robbie said the Falcons fans should never say a team choked. Uh, apropos, <laughs> hey, at least we've been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. The Browns has not. That's that's true. That's true. Um, All right. Uh, the Jaguars. The Jaguars actually host the Broncos. They can't uh, be as bad as they were last week, can they? I don't think so. I think it's Broncos all day, though. I mean, uh, I think uh, Urban and Trevor are still trying to get into their element, whatever that is. Uh, Urban, hell, he might be getting an offer to USC right now, so who knows? Uh, (laughs) There's no chance. What I I truly care about in this game as a Tennessee fan is – Trevor Lawrence needs to play every snap so he can throw an extra pick or two. Peyton Manning's rookie record is 29. He threw three the first weekend. We're down to 26 more, and that thing's broke. Trevor Lawrence, 27 
He breaks 30 interceptions as a rookie. How did Jameis Winston not throw 30 interceptions as a rookie? Um, I don't know, but his previous season was 30 interceptions, 33 interceptions, 30 touchdowns yeah. or something like that. So our boy Lenny called him the NFL MVP, I think. But look at him now. Like he's balling out. Like he uh, is. Didn't even make 150 yards and had five touchdowns. Well, what speaking that? of that, we're just we're just rolling into the game straight away. The Saints at the Panthers in a divisional game. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one for sure. Um, I got Saints on this one. Like, I, I, I believe in what they're doing right now. I mean, their defense is solid. Um, sporadically running the ball, I guess. Uh, but it's just been about defense turnovers in the first game. So, I look for that to continue and um, smother the Panthers. The Rams and the Colts, two new quarterbacks. Uh, Matthew Stafford plays Carson Wentz. It's not even close. Uh, Rams all day. Like I think the Rams, Rams are the teams that can compete with the Bucks. Yeah. Stafford is um, – he's like a kid on Christmas morning. Like this guy is – he's got so many weapons around him. Um, he is just loving life right now. Like he can't go wrong. Um and my twin, McVay, is going to kill it on the offense. The next game, I think, I think the Bills have got to get healthy. The Buffalo Bills to the Miami Dolphins. I really like the Bills at this point. I don't think they lay two eggs in a row. Absolutely not. That was a fluke a uh, little bit on the Bills. It's kind of like the Titans kind of get punched in the mouth right out the gate. Um, just see what you're made of. There's no way they're losing this game. Rookie quarterbacks face each other as the Patriots go to the New York Jets. I liked – I think both Mac Jones and Zach Wilson played to the level I thought they would. I think Mac Jones is a little more protected in, 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 in his position in New England. But I watched a few throws. Zach Wilson looked good. Give me, give me, give me the Patriots to win it, but – Closer than most people think. No, I totally agree with you. Um, Patriots to win it just because of their schematics with Bilicek in the back. Uh, when he's at the helm, it, it's it's hard to compete. Um, he can take a bunch of free agent signings and turn them into superstars. So, Absolutely. Uh, and the Jets – you know, I believe in Wilson. He's, he, I think he'll bode well in the NFL, but I don't think it's his game. Bengals at the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears, but I like Joe Burrow, and I don't know if Andy Dalton can get it done. I, I usually pick better quarterbacks, but I know I'm picking – I just think the Bears are a more complete team at this point. I mean, this is a toss-up for me. Um I agree. Burrow, obviously, he's starting and has been there. Um, but you saw what they did last week. They're starting to implicate fields in there. I mean, especially down towards the goal line, like he's making plays. Like, it, it's not far-fetched. If this game gets out of hand and, and field steps in, uh, I don't see the Bears not coming back and pulling something off here. So – 
uh, a little advice, my buddies over at the Off the Center card show, I have been buying every Justin Fields card I can get my hands on. I think it's a great situation for him. I think he wins the job soon. I think as long as Andy Dalton holds the job, it holds the value of his cards down. So I've been throwing a few uh, dollar rooskies out Justin Fields' way. Um, yeah. I, I really think that's a smart play. And All right, on to the next game. I made two bet your nuts pick, Brandon. And I, one of them was the Bills. The other one, the Falcons catching 14 against the Bucks. Obviously, the Bucks wins the game. But I took the 14 points in the Falcons. Robbie said I was a loser because I was still – first he asked me if I was still on cocaine. And then he called <laughs> me a loser. So, who do you like and are you betting on the game? For which game? Uh, Falcons and Bucks. Falcons and Bucks. Oh, yeah. So, I'm sorry, Randall. It's it's the Bucks all day. Like it's the Bucks. Me, I agree, but that fourteen points does that not tempt you? No, give me <laughs> if if they were at seventeen or twenty seven, like I would take the Bucks. Like it, it's gonna be. It's not pretty. It's Tune not in pretty. next week when I'm bragging about cashing that bet. I I hope you are, but. Uh, uh, a game I'm very interested in. It could be a game that I actually watch because I'm not crazy about the 4.30 slate. I take it back. I see the game I watch next. The Vikings and the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Cardinals all day at home. 100%. I was there at the Titans game versus the Cardinals. We got punched in the mouth. Those guys looked legit. They looked like – a Super Bowl contender team. Um, I mean, just defensive line uh, just dominated. And then Kyler Murray, who is Houdini, um, his predecessor, obviously, uh, Russell Wilson, just unbelievable play. Like, just it, it was – it was awesome and embarrassing at the same time. Like I appreciated how awesome they played and, and what they did, but I was, you know, rooting for the Titans, obviously. So it was, it's hard to watch. Well, and to go there early in the year, one of the Nashville writers wrote a story that said the Titans opened up with Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. That's trouble for that defense. And this week the Titans traveled to Seattle cross country, get a, a, I think a team, I think a Seahawks team that has been under appreciated. I think it's one of the better Seahawks teams put together in the last probably eight, 10 years. Like I, it's this, I love their, I love this their Seahawks team is, is legit, man. Like yep. they are, you know, they're going to do some big things in the NFL. So I'm going to shock you by saying I'm going to take the Seahawks to win the game. But I do like catch. I don't think the Titans embarrass themselves twice in a row. I like the Titans catching points on the road. I hope so. Um, I just, again, like, until they prove me wrong, like, I'm not going to do it. Same with Ohio State with, you know. Right. Their defense, like, 
I've ranked him at 10 in my AP poll because until they prove me wrong, like their defense is atrocious. Like they can't, you got to fix it until you prove that you can fix it and move on and beat a good team. Then like you're not going to get my vote. I'm going to watch that game one, because I don't think the Titans are as bad as we think they are. And two, my two favorite player, non-Falcon players in the NFL, my three favorite players, so because I'm going to include a Titan, is uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Derrick Henry. That's the guys I like to watch play. Sure. And I also love Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Lewan because he has maybe the greatest podcast. If you ain't watched Bussin' with the Boys, uh, Taylor is for real. Yeah, he's a great podcaster, but – Look Not a what great he did. Last week. Look what he did for us last week. You know, that's the problem. Like, shut your mouth and play football. That's your first yeah. job. He's got a so, lot going in life. He does, and I'm fine with that as long as you produce on the field. Like until, like when you come out off an injury and you're, you know, busting with the boys and like doing all this other extracurricular activities or whatever, and and not getting your job done, like what you're paid to do. Like, I have and a problem a, with that. A leaked player just recently. Right. Like, he was the highest paid left tackle in the NFL when he got a leaked, contract. He leaked so, two years ago. Yeah. Okay, into the, pro, the primetime games, the Cowboys play the Chargers. I think Love the nation this. get to see Justin Herbert really for the first time. Yeah, uh, I think this is a good football game, but give me the Cowboys for the win. You like the Cowboys? Uh, the Chargers are giving up three and a half here. They're at home. Um, I kind of I'm with you, Randall, on this. Like I think they played Tampa Bay super great. Uh, like that was one of the best games. Like especially coming back for Dak. Um, yep. Off the off the cuff and just. Like, is he for real or is he fake? And and he really, really showed out. I I actually have the Cowboys. I'm If I was a bet man, I would take the points with the Cowboys all day. Me too. Um, I don't think it's going to be My fantasy team quarterback, two weeks in a row, is probably going to lose, but he's going to put up a ton of points for me again. As the Chiefs go to the Ravens, a my gut tells me in every way you pick the Chiefs, but every time I doubt the Ravens, they pull something off. I'm scared of this game. I think it's a real fun game to watch. Hundred uh, percent. Give me the Chiefs, but don't be shocked if we're sitting here talking about the Ravens got it done. It's, it's so hard to go against the Chiefs. They're they're three and a half favorites. It's at Baltimore. Um, that's such a tough game, and especially you know Baltimore coming off that loss. Uh, Chiefs doing what they do. What Mahomes said sometimes it'd be like that. He's got Kelsey or Tyreek down in the field. He just throws it up. Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> like I mean, they're they're on another level. Um, but you got to look at the the Baltimore. Offense, I mean, they're they're struggling. They're injury-prone right now. Well, injury-ridden. They got all these targets for Lamar, but the problem was their whole backfield got 
injured. Yeah. And I really expect I, – I expect this week Latavius Murray takes that job. And I expect Latavius Murray will be the number one back in Baltimore. So yeah, I don't I, disagree with you. But um, I think it's still going to be a process. And, and to come in in the middle of this transition and face, um, you know, That's former – the Chiefs, man, <laughs> like you're gonna get blown. Like you're not even gonna know what's happening. And you're down twenty-one, nothing. Like I, Chiefs all day. Like I don't think it's a question. The next game makes me question the NFL scheduler makers because I know the Packers and Lions in the years before I was born were it's Thanksgiving Day, right? Yeah, put that on Thanksgiving when I'm laying on the clock, right? Exploded. Packers lines Monday night. The only story, the V storyline of this game. I don't know what the prop will be. I figure it'll be somewhere around 300 yards. I am going to absolutely play Aaron Rodgers props. There is no way he lays another egg. And I know he kind of deserves what happened to him in New Orleans or in Jacksonville with New Orleans. I, I mean, Let's face it, Aaron Rodgers, I already said he's my favorite player in the NFL, but he he had a bad look this offseason. For sure. Give me the Packers to win and the Packers to get healthy. And all you folks that drafted Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, who I think could be in trouble, and all those guys, they get right. Play everybody on your team. Play the lines. 51 38, something ridiculous. Uh, good game to watch, but, I mean, not on Monday Night Football. I, I totally agree. I think Rodgers and the Packers bounce back for sure. Um, Rodgers has never, like, laid an egg that big and twice in a row in his career. So, I, I look for him to have a little bit of vengeance here. Um, maybe not necessarily a high-rushing uh, game for Aaron Jones, but I, I see a lot of um, deviation or spreading the ball out for for the uh, receivers. And I agree, something high like fifty something to thirties. So the one o'clock games are the four o'clock games for the local area are really crowded because generally we don't have the Falcons and the Titans both playing in that 4 o'clock slot. Uh, right. I, and then I also want to see – I want to see that Chargers game. I could really see me um, breaking the pitcher in the pitcher and the four-way split so that I could watch four games at 4.30. 1 o'clock, yeah. I think I'm pretty bested in this 49ers-Eagles game. Um, yeah. I really want to see that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to see what happens um, – to the 49ers if, if they can pull it off and if Jalen Hurts is for real. All right, Brandon. We went a little long, but, you know. Man, you know. It's it fun. is what it is. So It's fun. It's fun. And, and join us every Thursday night. We're going to do this. Brandon and I made up our mind not to be as serious sometimes as other folks. You know, that other show's got two lawyers on it. Two. 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 And we wonder why we go four hours sometimes. They like to hear themselves talk. They do, and don't want to hear me talk. You know, I feel like <laughs> Judge Judy some days. So, 
But um, we'll be back next week. Uh, anything you want to close out with, Jane? Man, just a great first show, I think. I think um, we're I setting a president. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to kind of coddle that and not not really let now that out. Until, call me out for that shit. Call me yeah, out. Yeah, until it got out of hand. I was like, no, we're not even looking at the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I missed one or two, but. No, man, it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, new show here. Uh, just, yeah, couldn't be happier uh, to be a part of it. So, thank you. So, uh, we're going to have uh, our plans. I appreciate you coming, too, Shane. Uh, of course, we used to have a Thursday night show. It was more baseball. But, you know, we're just going to bring a rotating cast of our dummy friends in. Um, I think next week we're going to have one of my buds. From off the record uh, with Randall, uh, how he's going to drop by. Maybe we'll set up another guest to drop by. I like the guests dropping by. Those yeah. fresh opinions. Rog owes us. Rog was supposed to be here, so he owes us an appearance. Of and course, he had a seven twenty t t ball game or something. So. Hey, some things take pro, pro uh, things. Some things are more important. Yeah. Uh, but Sunday. Uh, Geoff, uh, our buddy Jeff Miller has a show put together with uh, Philip Dye, who's a radio guy out of Nashville, and his friend Arden Scruggins, where they, they, they both cheated in the fantasy draft where the two people drafted one team. Next year, I'm bringing Matthew Berry with me. And that's just my buddy hanging out. But uh, they have a show on Sunday, Shane. Uh, it's called Victory Formation. Those guys get real serious about DFS. They throw stuff out that I don't even know. All right. Be I interested on that one for sure. So uh, we'll definitely uh, definitely be back next week. And next week, we'll see who pops up. But join us again for Stretch the Chains. And I appreciate everybody. And good night. God bless. See you see down boys. the road.